You're listening to the Beam Life Podcast. On today's episode, I have Bonnie Osterhage with us. I have known Bonnie since I was 11 years old, and it's been amazing to watch her continue to thrive and change careers while I'm doing the same thing. And while Bonnie has a background in journalism, she is currently exploring the world of fitness and She's going to kind of break down what it means to be fit over 45 and how we can continue to be fit at any age and where to start on a fitness journey if you're feeling frustrated, stuck, or even helpless. I'm so honored to be in conversation with someone that I have known for so long, and I know you're going to get just as much out of this conversation as I did. So let's get this party started, babe. Hey, Bean Babe, how's it going? I am so pumped for today's conversation. I have Bonnie Osterhage coming to us live from San Antonio, Texas. And I have known Bonnie for, I don't even know, 20 plus years. We were trying to do the math. (laughs) Basically, she's known me since I was like 11 years old. Um, So to be able to have her on the podcast, not only is exciting for me because it's a connection to my past and what, you know, how I've grown up and watched her just excel in all things that she's done and gone through multiple phases. And me too, right? I've gone through several phases myself. So we've followed each other along this journey, remained friends. And I just feel so grateful for everything that she's going to dive into because it's things that I can't answer for you yet. It's that 40, 40 plus mark that, um, I know things happen and, and I get so many questions from you to help break through certain barriers. And that's why I asked Bonnie to be with us today. So Bonnie, I'm so excited you're here. I'm so excited you're here. I'm just as excited or so excited I'm here and you're here. Um, you know, you talk about how long we've known each other. And I just have to say that watching you evolve from this little girl that I knew <laughs> and into this teenager who was working part-time um, and then watching totally. your life just take off. Um, I've had a pretty good bird's eye view because I know a few members of your family here in San Antonio as well. And you're just doing amazing things and I could not be more proud of you. Um, and thank also you. thank you for having me on here because, you know, that makes me feel very relevant that um, someone younger than me um, would ask me to be on something that's really hip and cool. Um, and values. <laughs> what I might be able to bring to the table. Cause I think that's something we we're going to dive into a little bit here today is yes. um, finding that relevance, feeling relevant still as we begin to get older and, and what society tells us we shouldn't, shouldn't be doing after a certain age. So thank you for making me feel relevant totally. today. And I'm super excited. And I can totally relate to that too. Cause while I still consider myself young, there's these you know, generation behind me of 20 something year olds. And I'm like, damn, I feel old and totally uncool about everything. <laughs> right. And so I get the, the feeling of feeling relevant and how it's still very important. I think as women that we feel that I think probably a little more than men is feeling like we are still cool and Absolutely. with it. Um, but that changes. So tell us a little bit more about who Bonnie is. Oh gosh, Bonnie has changed so much. <laughs> uh, let's see. So I just turned 51 uh, about three weeks ago. Uh, I'm a journalist. I grew up in Memphis, Tennessee, and I went to college in Columbia, Missouri. I went to a very small uh, all-girl college where I studied journalism. And uh, moved back to Tennessee, met my husband, who is in television journalism, and relocated to San Antonio. And now I've lived here longer than I've lived anywhere else. I have 
Uh, we have two sons who are, one is a senior in high school and one is a sophomore in college. And I work as a freelance journalist. Um, I play crime free and loose with the, with the term freelance. I, I tend to be on contract more, but for simplicity, it's, I guess it's freelance. Um, totally. basically what it means is I set my own schedule and hours, um, and yes. I daylight moonlight as a fitness instructor and a, and a trainer. So, um, lots of different hats, um, just yes. staying busy and trying to, to stay on top of my game. On top of always being a fashion maven, because oh, <laughs> <laughs> you must be me a long time, girl. It's rarely. I was like, should I get out of my sweats for this? Yeah, I know. You should see me. I'm literally party on top and fitness on bottom right now. That's the beauty of Zoom. I was like, exactly. should I wear jeans? No, keeping no. the leggings on. <laughs> so, how did you, you know, dive into this fitness career? Because I know that's really kind of what we're going to focus on today yeah. is being feeling fit kind of at any age and also how things transition as we progress in age. And I really honestly believe age is a number and it's becoming, um, I mean, when you look at women like JLo, for example, Nicole Kidman, you know, it's like, dang, I want to be 50. I mean, they are hot. Right. And so yeah, it's, it's age is a number, but it's about kind of taking care of yourself. So how did you, you're still a journalist, but how did you kind of transition and land into this fitness world? So before I dive into that real quick, cause I know we're going to get the comment because I always talk about like JLo, right. Or Tina Turner, yes. who is in her set share. Amazing. I mean, seriously, girls, yes. forties and fifties are not what they used to be at no. all. And there are going to be the haters who say, Oh, well, you know, if you've got a personal chef at your disposal and you've got personal trainers and you've got Botox and you've got this and you've got that. Okay, fine. It might be easier for them, but don't be a hater. They still have to do the work. A personal Absolutely. trainer is, is only going to take you so far. Plastic surgery is only going to take you so far. Yes. You still yes. have to do the work. You still have to follow the diet. So don't discount everything they're doing just yet. Cause totally. I, I, believe, I always, yeah. Yes. So, it's still, anyway. you know, when, when they get asked too, cause I, I do follow along with so many things. And plus I just, I love JLo. That's why I always say her, yeah, but she's, um, you read when it's like, how do you stay so fit? How do you look like this? And she's like, I don't drink alcohol and right. I'm very good about what I eat right. and I work out and I have this routine. It's like, yeah. okay, well you can have all the money in the world and still yeah. not do those things. Exactly. So yeah, it absolutely exactly. is putting in the work. And yeah. I like that you so, brought that up for sure. Well, I just, I, I get tired of people using that as an excuse. Well, I don't yes. have all the things they have. Well, do you have willpower? <laughs> yes. Do you have yes. motivation? Um, yes. Anyway, so how did I get into it? So growing up, I, um, I was really, I was not athletic. I, um, I was actually really kind of gangly and awkward and, um, not real coordinated at all. And then my mother kind of stuck me in all these different, you know, dance and all these things. And then one day on a, on a lark, I put on a pair of ice skates and suddenly I found a place where I was coordinated. Weirdly enough, I could skate like, like a, the I hardest to, sport like to, water. to have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so weird. And, uh, so I was a competitive figure skater for about, oh, I don't know. I think I started when I was like eight or nine, maybe until I was about 15. Okay. And, uh, Loved it. I still love it. If I wasn't afraid of, you know, breaking a hip, I would. Totally. Yeah. But I, I do. I actually went last year and skated. It's, I, it's very relaxing to me. It was very zen. Um, I just, there's so many things about it. I love, there's a lot of athleticism and grace sort of wrapped up into one thing. Totally. Um, so I did that for a long time and then, you know, I got out of that. I was a teenager and I did every 
fitness trend that came down the pike. You know, I was a step aerobic queen. I worked out to Jane Fonda videos and caught, you know, you <laughs> name it. I did it. Um, also smoking, um, like a yeah. pack a day, yeah. uh, drinking like a fish and, you know, doing all the things that people do in college. Yeah. Um, so, and at that time, you know, that's just that what time, people did. Exactly. Yeah. So fast forward a little bit and, um, I kind of got out of those habits and unfortunately some of the bad habits sort of started to take over the good habits. I was smoking more. I was drinking more. Um, I was going through some personal things and, and, um, then I started trying to have children and was having a really difficult time. So I kind of took a look at what I was doing in my body. Right. And, and Uh I was treating it and, and, uh, started making some lifestyle changes and choices. And, and after the boys were, I I quit drinking, I quit smoking. Um, I actually quit both cold Turkey on the same day. Oh my gosh. 10 years. Um, I love it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, and I, and I just sort of started, um, you know, you know how it is. You have a little children, you get sucked into mom, right? And mine are very close together, very close together. And so, um, I didn't get a lot of weight with them. I never got really overweight, but I got soft. I got fluffy, you know, just bigger than I am now. Um, and I kind of was okay with it. I was like, well, you know what? I'm in my thirties now. I guess this is just what yeah. happened. And I'm a mom, you know, I'm a mom. Yeah. Who am I trying to impress? You know? Um, and then we moved into this new neighborhood that was very walkable. Um, and the boys went to school. We could actually walk to school. And so I was about 40 and, um, I started walking every day, like three miles a day. And then I started doing that twice a day. And then I started walking down to my local gym and then I noticed my pants are getting kind of loose. And I'm like, well, Hey, yeah, maybe I I don't have to resign myself to the fact that I'm going to weigh 15 pounds more than I used to. Maybe that's not a thing that just happened. Right. Um, and then one of my girlfriends who lived over here, uh, started asking me if I wanted, she went to the same gym and she was like, let's hire a trainer there together and split the cost. And like, okay, let's see what happens. Yeah. The next thing you know, I started, I've, I responded to it really quickly. My body did. And I started seeing results. I started seeing muscle where I'd never had muscle. I'd always been fit and active, Mm -hmm. but I'd never been athletic. And there's a big distinction. Um, and I started putting on muscle and I found that as I got stronger physically, I got really strong mentally, which is important because it was around that time that unbeknownst to me, I was going through early menopause and I didn't know it. And I just thought that I was losing my ever love in mind. I was depressed. I was sad. I was crying. If I wasn't crying, I was screaming. I was mad or sad. Um, and I honestly thought I was having some kind of mental episode. I really did. And I went to finally, I went and, you know, talked to somebody. I'm like, I I think I'm having some kind of mental breakdown. (laughs) They're like, well, let's run some tests before we throw you in the loony bin. Yeah. Before we, yeah. And it came back. It's like, um, yeah, you're in menopause. I'm like, that's not oh, possible. I'm, I'm 44 yeah. years old. That's, that's crazy. I'm in early menopause. Yeah, I'm in pre-menopause. No, you're in menopause. Okay. You're like, you're full blown. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, explained a lot. Um, but what was interesting is he's like, well, you know, one of the telltale signs of menopause for women is you begin to gain weight and you get this belly, you know, this midsection issue. Uh-huh. He's like, you never, you're, you're so fit that that wasn't an issue for you. So you really didn't have any telltale signs and, and, not to go into too much detail, but the birth control I was using meant that I wasn't menstruating. So I didn't right. see a lack of periods as, as a sign. So I really had no clue. My biggest clue was, was some insane mood swings and depression. Totally. And so, um, 
I share that because the, getting stronger helped all areas. Yeah. And I stumbled into a spin class, a cycle class. We got one of those boutique studios here a few years ago. And I walked in on a whim and walked out addicted and um, met someone there who was an instructor who uh, really pushed me to, um, I, there, he was new in town and, and we became friends and uh, I wanted to start trying more things. I wanted to take on a half marathon. Yeah. So he was like, I do too, you know, I've done one before, but I want to do one again. I'll run with you. He had just moved here. And so we started running together. And then he's like, I've always outdoor cycled. I've always done the MS 150. I want you to do it with me. Okay. I haven't ridden a road bike ever in my life, but let's do yeah, it. Let's do so it. At 47. I learned how to ride a bike and did all these crazy <laughs> century rides and MS 150s. And then, um, then what, then I decided I wanted to do triathlons. It felt like the next logical yes. step, but I didn't know how to swim. So I, um, reached out to a swim coach. I'm like, you know, I can tread water. Yeah. That's about the extent of it. A pool is really just a vehicle for laying out. For relaxing. Yeah. Floating. So I learned how to swim. Uh, and in the meantime, this friend and I decided we were going to do a little side hustle. Uh, I got certified as a fitness trainer and a group exercise instructor. And we started a little joint side hustle and, uh, then I did a half Ironman at 49. I wanted to do one before I turned 50. I got it in just under the wire at 49. And uh, then I kind of went out on my own um, for a number yeah. of reasons and uh, sort of did had to do some readjusting and pivoting. And in the meantime, I was working full time as a corporate copywriter. I decided to go back into the world of corporate life and uh, left that. Yeah. It was just crazy. And the whole thing is really, when I look back at it, I'm like, gosh, that was a lot. of. How did all this happen in such a, yeah. I was doing a lot. I was, I was, the, both the boys were home. I was being a full-time mom. I was trying to juggle a side hustle that I thought was going in one direction. And it turned out it was, it was really not. Um, and I was training for a triathlon. I was, um, then I started teaching cycle classes. Yes. At some point, something had to give. And yeah. so I remember going to my boss at, at HEB, um, which is a fabulous company to work for, by the way, nothing bad about them. Whatsoever. And it's my favorite they, grocery store to exactly. date. <laughs> we don't have them out here. It's like the, one of the biggest things I miss. <laughs> my son, when he went to school in Boston, he, um, said he needed something from the grocery and he told his friends that I'm going to go to the HEB and they're like, you're going to like, the what? what? And it's just like synonymous with grocery. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's what you do. Yeah. So I went to them and I said, um, look, here's the deal. You know, I, I really think I can do my job here part time. And it raised some eyebrows and raised a little bit of fuss. And finally I got called into the big boss's office and he's like, yeah. why do you want to do this? And I remember I just looked at him and I said, because I want it all. Yeah. And he's like, what does having it all mean to Bonnie? And I'm like, here's what it means. It means I have this job that I love that I enjoy. It lets me flex my creative muscle. I have this side hustle over here that I'm trying to grow that lets me flex my organizational muscles and my physical muscles. And yeah. I have these children and husband at home that I adore and want to spend more time with. So we made it work. Yeah. And for a little while it worked until it didn't. And, uh, yeah. you know, then I had to make a tough call. And so I chose to focus on the family and the side hustle and go back to freelancing. Yeah. And you have BeFit SA now. I do. So I, I decided to do my own thing. Um, I had a really bad bike accident training for an event um, that shattered my collarbone. And two surgeries later, um, and a lot of pity parties later, <laughs> it was 
it was really eye-opening on several levels. Um, it really showed me where I wanted to go and the people that I could rely on. And, um, at that point I actually went ahead and developed my own website and my own brand name and had an idea of what I wanted to do yet. I was still on right. the other side hustle over here. And I wanted to kind of give it the benefit of the doubt and see if it could be salvaged. And then I realized about eight months later that it couldn't be. So I, but so I set it up over here and didn't pull the trigger for another year. Right. And I think that that's sometimes I've had major injuries to training for events or just being in life. It's hard despite being in the fitness industry and an instructor being injured sucks across the board. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's like, we don't, I always tell people value your body that can move for you because when it can't, you'll realize how much you should have had gratitude in that moment. Right. So just be so grateful. Like I know it hurts to run, but you're not injured. Like you're going to be okay. Well, and it gets better. Right. So it's like pushing through that. So I think that that is a common thing for a lot of people who have an injury like that, that's debilitating in some way for a certain amount of time where you're like, okay, let me reevaluate some things that, that are going on. So, um, The other thing that I think is, is super cool and admirable and interesting just because I've worked with so many people in the fitness industry like you. And a lot of them are, I would say between the ages of 30 and 60, right. But the meat of it being like maybe 35 to 45, 50 ish. And all of them have those, well, I've never swam a day in my life. Why would I sign up for a triathlon or I've never owned a pair of running shoes and you want me to do a 5k what? And, and it's about, it's not about the distance. It's about showing yourself what's possible. And so how did you even like, what gave you like the courage to do that? (laughs) Because it's a bit like literally people are terrified of swimming and maybe you weren't terrified of swimming, but it's like now you're swimming in probably open water of yeah. some sort, you know, I don't know if it was an ocean or a lake that you did, uh, but it was a lake. Let's not get you're... <laughs> it was it's still hard. Yeah. But yeah, you know, you make this choice to swim with, you know, thousands of other athletes around you and you're going for it. And I mean, I know what it's like to be out there and it's not you know, even to people who are good swimmers or good yeah, cyclists, it's yeah. still scary. So it's what gave scary. you and kind of you that little, in, like, let me just yeah. do it. Well, the other thing you need to know is that I have really um, manageable now, but used to be kind of crippling anxiety Um, and not just the whole trendy, oh, I'm anxious, I have anxiety. No, like seriously, like I've been in the, you know, the emergency room twice with panic attacks. Um, And it's, it's, it's literally sometimes paralyzing. So Mm. that was step number one. (laughs) Yeah. And I have this really, um, I don't know what you would call it, but craziness, I guess. Um, I don't want to ever wonder what if I never, you know, one of the reasons I quit drinking years ago for, for a lot of reasons, but one of the biggest ones that always stuck in my head was as a parent, if there is an emergency with my child yes. and something horrible happens, even if I've only had one glass of wine, do I want to wonder if my reaction time or my choices would have been different had I not? I yes. never want to look back and wonder, you know, yes. anything. And I never want to be the girl that says, I didn't do that because I was too. Now, there are some things I will not do because I'm too scared and I have no problem with it. I will never <laughs> jump out of an airplane. I will never bungee jump. I, you know, there are some things I'm totally fine with being a big yes. girl. About. You're like, that's but okay. But something that is, um, that I know that I'm physically capable of doing that's not necessarily fraught with um, the possibility of death. Um, totally. 
then I just have an insatiable curiosity. I, my grandfather was a very, um, very handsome, very fit person in his youth. And I remember him from when I was a little girl, I was just always looking up to him. And there came a time when he had a really bad back injury. And as a result, he got developed rheumatoid arthritis. I mean, there's all these things. His body just gave up. Yes. And I remember once when he was in, he couldn't have been more than 70. And he asked me to reach something for him on a shelf. And I was a teenager, early 20s. And, and I did. And he said, you know, he said, the worst part about getting older is that you know how to do something. Your body wants to do something. It knows how but it can't. Mm, Yeah. So depressed. And I watched him, I watched that depress him. And I thought, I no, I'm not Not for me if I can help it. No. And you know, I always say age is not, uh, aging is not an option. We're going to age and thank God. I mean, it beats the alternative, right? We're going to age. How we age is an option. You Mm -hmm. know how we, yes, I love that. And how we want to feel going into our later years, you know, I have two very active sons. I want to be the fun grandmother, you know, yeah, God, yeah. I, um, I, wanna, <laughs> I want to be able to enjoy the things I enjoy in life for as long as I can enjoy them while still understanding that some things may need to be modified and that's okay. Yeah. Um, as I get older, but I'm not willing to, I'm not willing to cash it in yet. You know, I'm just totally. not, I, I, I don't see the point in that. So the courage, I guess you're asking for is I just have an insatiable curiosity, um, and fascination for what the body can do. Yeah. I think it's really interesting through nutrition, which is something I've gotten really into in the past year through nutrition, through exercise. I think it's fascinating how we can control for the most part. I mean, yeah. not everything, but for the most part, how well we age and 100%. how good we feel. And I think yes. we owe it to ourselves. Yeah. You know, I, I you especially know, I here, you got to love yourself enough to, to, yes. You know, I mean, there's so to want things. to do it. I mean, right. and also there's so much more, I talk to my mom about it all the time. You know, as a kid, we were hamburger helper kids and oh, chicken craft TV dinners, dinners craft, all that stuff. You know, that's how I grew up as a kid. And I'm like, there's some things I still, you know, will give my daughter just because I feel like, okay, you know, you just give yourself that mom pass every once in a while. But then we just have so much more knowledge now and technology and, you know, again, even just something as simple as not in the nutrition and fitness, but sun, you know, like what, how popular sun used to be to how, like, I'm okay with looking like a ghost sometimes because I'm trying not to have skin damage or wrinkles or later problems. Right. That's so it's thing all I of I these things differently. Absolutely. Well, it, but then again, it's like that difference in generation, you oh, know, yeah. it's just was not cool to be white. Like you just, yeah. you needed a little color. Yeah, on yeah, yeah, okay. And now to this day, even now, you know, I'm so brown right now and yeah. I've been out swimming. Totally. You know, and I don't, you know, I, and not from that generation that lived and died by sunblock. So I have to remind myself. Yes, totally. So it's just about how every year that passes, we're learning new things. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's almost no excuse as to why we can't do it. And it doesn't mean we need to compete at some insane athletic level. No. Um, and I think that's, you know, we'll, we'll get into that, but I think that a lot of people probably look at you and just were like, well, 
she did a half marathon and she's fit and thin and that's why she did it. And I mean, you know, half Ironman and it's like, well, let's not discount again, all the work that went into that, the anxiety that you had to overcome to get there and all the training that it takes to do something like that. That was a dedication. Depending on how you want to do it. So there's a group of, um, of runners that I train. There's a group of women, um, that I connected with through our studio and they all at one point or another had approached me about running the half marathon. You know, it was a bucket list thing for some, some had already done one, wanted to do another, but wanted to learn how to run a little more efficiently. Better, yeah. And so, um, I put together a plan and we've all been running and it's it, the age range is from early twenties to almost 60. And my woman who is in her late fifties, uh, in the group, she, last week we finished our run and she said something about, you know, as much as I exercise and work out, she comes to my classes all the time. She does two hour classes. Oh my God. Um, a couple of times a week. I mean, she's amazing. She's yeah. like, um, you know, as much as I work out, I really feel like I should, my shape should look more like yours. Yeah. I was like, okay, stop right there. Stop. Yes. <laughs> Number one, there's an expression that I think I shared it once. Cause I just loved it so, so much. And I actually have it in my, on the thing in my gym bag because we could all eat the exact same food and do the exact same exercises, and we would all have very different bodies. Yes. This is the way we're drawn. You know, you're drawn how you're drawn. I've always tended to be more on the lean side. That's how I'm drawn. Other people who are equally as fit as me are curvier, and they look beautiful. Yes. Um, You know, and this woman, I was like, okay, look at what you just did. Look at the run you just did. Look at how many of my classes a week, look how many classes you take back to back. And don't tell me you're not fit and you're not strong. You're fit. And you're healthy to very big distinctions. And I love that that's the message you're driving home to these women, because I think that's where the fitness industry for a long time has done women specifically a major disservice about talking and, you know, emphasizing so much that skinny means healthy and you have to look a certain right. way. And that was always for me, extremely discouraging. Cause like you said, you're drawn how you're drawn. I have, right. you know, me since 10, 11, I, I have never been lanky and gangly. That's just not the way I was built. And so, but I'm and strong you're as, as hell. hell. You're so, strong. you know what I mean? I mean yeah. I'm like, and so I love that once I understood what it meant to be healthy, which was having my blood taken and looking yes. at those numbers and yep. what I'm able to do and, and stay healthy and injury free and all those yes. kinds of things. So how do you, you know, because so many women are feeling so frustrated yeah. in their thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, like this woman here, mm-hmm. um, like what is your message that you really have for these women who are kind of in this place of frustration sure. and maybe feeling like a little helpless. Well, one of the things I always say too, is it's, you're never too old and it's never too late to start something. Right. I mean, if you have the desire to start something, go do it. You know, the yes. only thing stopping you is your excuses because there Amen. are plenty of people who, you know, when I was, when I was working full time, I was also training for a half marathon or a, 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 a triathlon. And but I was, see, I knew what I wanted to do. I knew how hard I wanted to yes. work. That meant I got up at about four in the morning to go swim at five before I went to work all day. And then I left work and went and taught a class or went and trained clients or worked on uh, our website or the different things that I did. You have the same, there's an expression that says you have the same 24 hours in a day as Beyonce. As everyone. I mean, yeah. She, she Make it count. 
Yeah. Yes. So you, it really is how it comes down to how bad you want something. And maybe you don't want to do a, a half marathon. Maybe you just want to start moving your body. Great. That's your yes. goal. Go move it. What I hate to see is women. And this is to me is the most common trap and the most common excuse I hear that I don't have time. Number one. And the number two is we're, we're in this mindset of if I don't have an hour to spend at the gym or if uh, I yes. work late and missed my favorite exercise class, then I'm just going to chalk it up for the day. I'm done. I just, Oh yeah. my gosh. Yes. Preach it. <laughs> no, you didn't miss today. Go outside and walk for 10 minutes. That's it. Yes. That's all you got to do. You yes. moved your body, you know, whereas if you just hang the whole thing up because you didn't have an hour, well, you did nothing. Exactly. You know, and to me, 15 minutes is better than nothing. Do a 20 minute Tabata workout there. You know, go on YouTube, Google 20 minute Tabata high intensity interval workout, nail it. Google done. 10 minute one and do yes. it. you know, uh, that's something you've done something to move your body, to raise your heart rate. Hey, Bean Babe. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. I want to invite you right now into our free Beam Life community. I am waiting for you and cannot wait to connect with you on such a deeper level. If you're wanting more support on how to get from point A to point B, have that breakthrough, looking for another community of like-minded women who are ready to just kick ass and take life on, I am inviting you right now to join us. What are you waiting for? It's free. 323-673-2709. Text me your favorite emoji. Again, 323-673-2709. By texting me your favorite emoji, I'll know that you heard this episode and I'll send you the invite to the group. I cannot wait to see you there and watch you have that breakthrough. Keep on listening. The party's just getting started. And as women get older, especially, and as we go through menopause and our estrogen starts to drop, one of the biggest issues is bone density loss, mm-hmm. bone density loss, loss of muscle mass, two biggest things at this point in life, we really should be laying off. No, this is my, we should be laying off the cardio as much yeah. and really picking up the weights. Yes. You know, if you want to keep that muscle mass, if you want to keep that bone density so that you don't break a hip, so that you don't injure your back when you bend over and pick up your groceries, you know, there's so, it becomes more, um, about functional movement at some point and making sure that you're going through your life injury free. Because the one thing I don't want to be is 60 or 70 years old and stiff and sore and unable to move period. Yeah. So know your why, know what your goal is. And if you don't know where to start, start small. Yeah. I love it. You said move your body, just move Move it, your body. You know, my sons used to always get really, my older son in particular is a lot like me where he, when he sees a big project, he gets really overwhelmed really easily. And our expression when he was little used to be, how do you eat an elephant? You eat it one bite at a time. Yeah, One bite at a time. time. Yeah. That's all you got to do. And so take it one day at a time, take it one bite at a time. And the same goes for your nutrition. You know, I have one client who, um, I, I guess I can share this. She, she struggles so much with nutrition. She comes to my, you know, I train with her two times a week. And every time she's so frustrated because she's tired or she's this or she's that. Well, what have you eaten today? Nothing. Well, I had three yeah. cookies. Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, light bulb. Um, she classifies foods as good and bad. And I'm like, yes. you know what? if you want that cookie girl, go have that cookie. Enjoy the hell out of every bite out of, of that it. cookie. Yes. 
It does not mean that you fell off the healthy eating wagon. It doesn't mean that you need to spend the the rest of your calories of the day eating crappy food. Yes. Right? People must take one not great choice or one indulgence, if you will, and they sort of consider it as a, as a huge failure all across the right. board. And it's not. We got to get out of that mindset. We got to shift it. You know? Yeah, um, it's the all or nothing thing. That I don't have chocolate. I mean, true story. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Dark chocolate is my jam. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I know enough to know that I don't do it as often as I used to, because again, when we reach a certain age, I don't care how fit you are. You got to be a little more mindful about what you eat. I mean, I used to not 100%. worry about it quite so much, but now that, you know, you gotta, you can't just do what you once did. Yeah. And, and I like that you said you've been coming so much more uh, focused on the nutrition because that's something I try to drive home to people as well is you can work out seven times a day. Mm-hmm. I don't recommend it, but you can no. and eat poorly, eat nothing, eat too much, eat processed foods, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And you're still not going to get the results and you're not going to feel as great as you could without fueling yourself properly. And I think that, you know, when you say start small and I know a lot of women at that age are extremely intimidated of fitness and I'm like, just, yeah, look at what you're putting in your mouth first before don't even go to the gym. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and, and two things to that, you know, to your point, another girl that I know that she, um, she works out, she goes to a class. I don't know how hard she works in it. I mean, like not, you know, but, but she goes to a fitness class easily five or six times a week. And then one day she's like, why isn't this working while well, we were out at dinner? And, you know, she's tucking into her plate of enchiladas and her second margarita. And I'm like, this, this is why it's not why, working. yeah. You know, I mean, what, what are you doing outside of here? Totally. You know, not to be, and, and it's not a judgment. I mean, do you, if that's, if that's, but don't yes. wonder why it's not working, you know? So, exactly. And maybe that's your shift. You know, so many women, um, the one thing I always hear, or maybe I just hear it because I'm so tuned into the drinking thing, but one of the things I hear a lot is, well, I can't do X, Y, and Z way of eating because I'm not going to give up wine. Okay, yes. don't give up wine. Don't give it up. Yes. But remember that it's chock full of sugar. Yes. That as you get older, your body's metabolizing it differently. Yes. And, and knowing that piece of information, have it mindfully. Correct. Have it instead of a piece of chocolate cake for dessert, have it yes. once a week, instead of every night of the week, have one glass a night, instead of one bottle a night, you know what you do, get honest with yes. yourself and then dial it down. Yeah. You know, whether that's sweets, whether that's wine, whether whatever, with coffee, caffeine, whatever your one thing is that you can't, cause you won't give it up. Yes. Why not look at your relationship with that? And then totally adjust, adjust. Have you read, um, have you read Matthew McConaughey's book, Green Light? I'm in the middle of it. It's so good. Well, and can we just you know, have a moment of silence for Matthew? Lord. Yeah. So good looking. So okay. Good. So anyway, yes. he says something in there and I, I actually wrote it down on my phone. I won't take the time to find it now, but he says you have three choices. It's you either pit it, it's you either give in, give up, or pivot, or something like that. Yes, yeah. Go all in, you give up. It, that was it. I think you either go all in, you give up, 
or you pivot. You it's somewhere in the middle, right? Yes. And I think yes. for so many people, we're all or we're nothing. And I tend to be an all or nothing person. I that, me that too. is kind of how I'm drawn. Yeah. So it's very easy for me to give something up. It's yes. not maybe not easy, but it's once I've set my mind to it, it's done. You know, it's very easy for me to say, okay, this is what I'm gonna do, doing it. Um can also be detrimental in that I was also one of those people who uh, missed my favorite class. I'm not going to work out at all. Oh, I just had a cheeseburger for lunch. So I'm going to have a pizza for dinner. You know, oh, I just yes. had one glass of wine. So now I'm going to have six. I mean, you know, I mean, pick your poison, but all or nothing is a very dangerous place to play. If you, yes, you can use it for good or evil, you know, I mean, it, it, it yeah. can be good, but it can also be bad. And when you can find that middle pivot ground, where you understand that something is better than nothing and small changes eventually will equal larger results. Always learn to give yourself that grace and you meet yourself where you are and you start where you are and you start with what you can manage. You know, I was running two miles solidly when I thought I want to do a half marathon at that time, the thought of running four miles made my head explode. I thought there's no way much less 13 but now three miles is my warm up, you know, exactly. and 13 miles is, I don't, you know, it's like, oh, okay, here's another half marathon. So, you know, it just, um, it, it really does become about mindset and about understanding that these small changes that you make every single day, one day you're going to look back and go, oh, wow. What yes. I used to not be able to do is now second nature to me. It's a yeah. lifestyle to me. And there's I think always such a key. Yeah. And I, I, I'm very big on people, um, having moments of reflection for that reason, because I think that it's such, I think it's a human flaw. We, we all do it. I mean, we are constantly, you know, to, I'll use your running as an example. It's like, you started off by running two. Well, now you can run 13 with your eyes closed. You know, it's no big deal. But if you hadn't taken time along your journey to be like, wow, I'm recognizing right now that how easy 13 miles was, and it didn't used to be, but now your bar, your measure of what's good has changed. And it's easy to think of yourself as that was a shitty run because maybe you didn't have a great 13 miler. Whereas right. you're focusing now on the negative versus, wow, however long ago, two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, I couldn't even run. Right. Two, I was like two miles was yes. good for me. Right. So yeah, I think about, you know, how you say all those little small things add mm-hmm. up and it's not about just throwing in the towel when no. one thing goes bad for the day. Right. You know, my, my oldest son was never athletic. Um, it's just not his deal. And in PE at his all boys school, they had an assessment test and they had to do X amount of push-ups. Mm. This poor child, I actually read an article about that. It was on Mind Body Green um, about how he came home and he was just in tears. He was like in the fourth grade. And, you know, I can't do it. I can't do it. I was like, no, you can't do it today. Yeah. You can't do it today. But here's what you're going to do. You're going to get up this morning and you're going to do one push-up. You're going to get up tomorrow. You're going to do two push-ups. You're going to get up the next day. You're going to do two more. You're going to get. And next thing you know, he did it. And he, yes. you know, he could do 10, 12 pushups in a row. And shortly after that, I had a really crappy ride outside. I mean, it was horrible. It was my first century ride. I was so pumped to do it. And I knew the second yes. I got on the bike that morning that something was off. Turned out I yeah. was sick, but I didn't know it at the time, but I knew my body was off and it was not going to be a good ride. 
And I beat myself up when I got home. I'm too old. I'm too this. I'm too that. Totally. And my son was like, no, you just didn't do it today. And I was like, wow. Chills. So good. Yes. So just because you can't do it today does not mean you can't. And here's the other thing. I always encourage people when they tell me they're intimidated to go to the gym. And I get it. I totally get it. Because there's this misconception that every single person at the gym or in your fitness class is going to look like a walking fitness model or like all of yes. these. Can we just talk about social media for a minute? Oh yeah. Yeah. And Horrible. as we get older, we're taught. I remember one time Kelly Ripa, there was a picture of her in a bikini and she was 47 or eight, maybe 48. And her husband had posted it. It was a family picture. They were all on the beach. It was appropriate. She wasn't trying to be all sexy. She was just in her bikini with her family. Yeah. She was freaking amazing. Cause the girl's got a body. Yeah. Well, they couldn't, they couldn't criticize her body. So you know what the haters did, the trollers? They said, uh, well, no woman at 47 needs to be wearing a bikini. Nobody wants to see that you're too old. Wow. Kelly Ripa and I are the same age. Yeah. And I I was on my soapbox for that for like a year. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I'm like. I would have been too had I seen that. naked if you want to. Yes. You look like that. Yes. So, and even if you don't look like that. And you want um, to. Yes. Do it. So I think we need to, first of all, explain to women that getting older Yes, it's going to look different. Yes, some things are not going to be exactly the way they were. There is a point where you're going to have to give yourself some grace. Uh And you're going to have to appreciate the things that you can control and work on the things you can control. And there are going to be a few things you're going to have to say that's out of my control. Yeah. It is what it is. Because life's going to happen. be okay with that. Yeah. So so there's that. Um, The second thing is I think that you have to understand that the things that you see on social media and the things that you see in magazines and this idea that in order to be beautiful, in order to be fit, in order to be healthy, you have to look a certain way. Absolutely Uh not. Absolutely. Yes. And you have to also understand that, yeah, these 20 and 30 year olds that are killing it in their lane and they look amazing and they're young and you know, I get it. I, I can get in my head about that too and be like, oh my gosh, why would anybody want to come to my class? I'm old and, and I'm not, you know, no, because what do you bring to the table with experience? Well, you bring experience, yes. you bring years of yes. experience, you bring an understanding that, that there are things in life that are out of your control and you bring an understanding that there are things that you can and should still do. You get this wisdom, I think, that comes with age. Not that I'm some you know, boot on the mountain or anything, but I, when I turned 50, I really did. They say it happens at 40. It didn't happen for me at 40. It happened at 50, where I shifted into that. I don't give a, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, tell me again what I can't do. Tell yeah. me again what you want to say. Let me, let me hear it one more time. From the cheap yeah. You know, are you yeah. doing any of this? Because, okay, then I don't care. Yeah. Um, so Exactly. And not in a bitchy way. I mean, you don't need to go around with a chip on your shoulder, but you do have to go around owning um, the fact that your journey is your own. 100%. And that you are flawed, you are human, you will make mistakes, your body will change, control what you can. And when you go into the gym and if you feel intimidated, remind yourself why you're there. Is it because you're a new mom and you want to have energy to take care of your child? Is it because you're an older mom and you want to have energy to play with your grandchildren? Is yeah. it because you are concerned about the way that you age? Are, are you starting to have that midlife thing that happens where we realize we're not immortal and we want to um, 
go into our later years of life feeling as good as we possibly can. You know, you get totally. one vehicle here to take you through life. Take care it's of it. It's done. It's done. You know? Yeah. There's only so much breaking you can do before you, you make it irreversible. Um, so those, those would be the things that I would really advise women as they, you know, start out, either start out on a fitness journey or they struggle with the aging process and the yeah. that come with that. It's and not easy. I, aging is not for the faint of heart and social media no. does nothing. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Help us with that at all. We well, need more people of different shapes, sizes and ages. Yeah. And I think what's being really promoted, I always say it's like a new wave of feminism because, um, I'm like, I'm going to ride this train because I really believe that all women truly at our core, we are strong. We are beautiful. We are capable of anything. Our blood DNA, we are all built the same. Right. And so it's like how we choose to spend our hours and live our days is our choice, our journey. And we need to own that choice and that journey, whatever that may be. But um, not compare it to somebody else because we have zero idea like where they've been. And social media, I know that has been a trigger for me when I'm trying to grow my business and what I'm doing is sometimes I catch myself in these little waves of depression or like doubt because I've simply come across somebody else that I feel like, wow, look at what they're doing better than me or wow, they look great. Or how did they come up with this? Like, I'm just not creative enough or, you know, smart enough to figure this out. I didn't do it quick enough. Like now I look like I'm copying, you know, you get in these whole you get mindsets. In and then you just spiral one thought, totally you, you down that rabbit hole. And it's yeah. how you can just, um, if you know that things like that are triggers or you have certain friends in your group that are triggers for you, it's, you know, it's just being aware of those things. And yeah. I think you said it at the beginning of this, um, conversation, it's like, look inward first, um, and start to see really what, what's kind of going on inside and figure out, I love that you said, know your why, like, why did you show yeah. up today? Why? Uh, what you are you, yeah. why did, why are you, what are you here for? And like, know that if you left with that accomplished yeah. that you, you did, did it. it. Yeah. It's like, we did it. You showed up, you wanted to do, you wanted to move your body today. You moved your body. You won. This is not about some there, race. You know, Going back to that all or nothing thing, I think a lot of times too, we, when we, we get really excited, I see this happen a lot at the first of the year, we get super excited because we, this is our year. I mean, we're going to do it. We are yes. Gonna, we are going to go to five fitness classes. Life changing. We are yeah. going to become vegetarian. We're going to do this. And we set these monster goals. Well, they're not attainable. <laughs> you know, yeah. I make it, make it. I'm about scaling down and giving grace and wiggle room. So instead of saying, wherever you are in your fitness journey, if you want to change something, instead of saying, okay, I'm going to commit to five spin classes this week, inevitably something is going to come up and you're yes. going to spin class, spin and class. for the whole plan to help. So say, I'm going to move my body five times this week. Yes. What does that yes. look like? That might look like a 10 minute walk. That might look like taking the stairs instead of the elevator on a late day at work. It might look like two spin classes. It might not. Um, right. Instead of saying, I'm going to go completely plant, ba- I'm going to become a vegetarian. Yes. Okay. That's if one of my favorites. Vegetables, yeah. If you hate vegetables, there's a real good chance you're going to fail on that one. So yeah. how about I'm going to incorporate more plant-based options into my diet. Yeah. I'm going to try to find, I'm going to try to maybe um, 
eat one more salad this week or eat one yeah. salad period this week. Or I mean, substitute whatever. two meals this week with something plant-based, you know, yeah, something easier. What's happen is you're going to set yourself up for success versus setting yourself up for failure. We do it 100%. Ourselves. We set ourselves up for failure so many times. And if you make it something that's a little bit broader and you achieve a success, well, put that on your win column for the day and feel really yes. good about yourself. And, be, and then you will be inspired to go do a little bit more next time. And I think another yeah. thing you touched on that I want to touch on real briefly, because I think it's super important. And because recently it came to my attention, it, it kind of makes me laugh. Somebody said that I wasn't a good supporter of women. Oh, wow. Yeah, I would definitely do a big thumbs down to that. Me. I'm like, okay. Yeah, not uh, happening. All right. Maybe not all. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not women it's like, say what? like that about me, but yeah. Totally. Um, so, but I think you need to also understand that at different stages of life, you're going to have different friend groups. You know this because you still have a little. So you're defi- we de- we're defined so many times as women throughout our lives by the situation we're in. So maybe you're young yes. and single and a professional and your peer group are your work peeps, right? Maybe you're a mom with young kids and Lord knows you've established your mom tribe, right? To yes. You that. Yes. Your kids get older. Um, and you're, you're not as hands-on mommy anymore. So that group sort of shifts again. And you, the most important thing I think you can understand is through all those shifts and, and the, the things that come and go and, and look around at your core group of people and ask yourself if they are the people who are like-minded Yes, and if they're building you up. Yes. And a a really hard lesson I learned very recently is if they're doing it with you, they're going to do it to you. Yes. So if somebody is your cheerleader to your face, but they screenshot other people and send it to you and laugh, or they hundred percent, they're doing it. To they're you. doing it to you. They're doing oh it my to gosh. you too. And it's one thing. I mean, we all do this hand raised yeah. right here. We will all get yeah. together with our closest girlfriends and we'll bitch about somebody. Yeah. It's gonna I happen. just wrote about this yesterday in my post about me, like, I mean, yes, I read it. I was like, girl. Yeah. I've been a mean girl and I've been the yeah. victim of a mean girl and I don't like either way. And Neither but then way I realized I don't want to be with people that I get swooped in, you know, and we get swooped yes. in. So who are yeah. these people? Are, I have one friend that, um, I can honestly say she always makes me want to be a better person. Mm-hmm. Cause I, she's the only person I've ever met and I've known her for a lot of years. Now granted, I'm not around her every day. I've never heard her say an unkind word about somebody ever. Yeah. Now, I don't know if she has, maybe she has never heard it. Yes. And I'm like, wow. Even when you're pissed off, even when you're annoyed, you yes. never do. Um, but again, we all do it. We've all been there, but I think at some point you have to, um, understand that, the, that you might do it more around certain groups of people. And you might want to ask yes. yourself why that is, because if that's not really intrinsically how you want to be, why are you hanging with these folks? Well, even to, to further that point too, you know, women, we kind of have, like you said, our group of people and I'll notice in classes and things like that, I'll have one of the people of the group who I have a connection with, and she might be feeling frustrated because she's on a goal. Like maybe she wants to limit her drinking and limit the partying and just kind of really get serious on the goals. And it's difficult at first because you haven't flexed that muscle yet. Right. You haven't trained that part of your body. Right. So they feel nervous about telling their friends that because they don't want to be made fun of. Yes. 
and also, or be like, Oh, well, you're a Debbie downer. You're not having wine tonight at Bunko or uh, whatever thing yeah. is, you know? And so I'm always like, well, maybe I should reevaluate your friends. Cause those aren't real friends. Yeah. You know, you really need to be around the people who build you up, encourage you. And if your friends want to drink great, if they, yeah. if you've told no them you don't want to, out. yeah then they shouldn't ask you to don't provoke right. it. Right. And right. so it's about, and I always say that's on them. They're going through their own journey and you not drinking is a reflection on, they feel bad about themselves. It's not you doing poorly. So yeah. it's, it's so interesting to me, but, yeah, the, yeah. the relationships of women and how we sometimes take our own stuff and bring it into relationships because we feel like, well, how can they be so strong and cut it out? And what's wrong with me? Why can't I do it? And then we kind of get into this thing where I'm like, let's all build each other up. Let's focus on healthy relationships with each other and let's focus on our own journeys and we can do it together. You know, and they just, our journey. And if you don't know somebody's journey and if you don't know their whole story and if you don't know both sides of any given situation, you might want to, stay out of it. <laughs> you know, you yeah. want to not offer an opinion or, or say that someone is not a supporter of women or a supporter of a specific person or, a, you know, I mean, yeah, you know, I don't know. I think it's just, I don't know. I think when you turn 50, especially, I think you just kind of develop a very low threshold for bullshit. Yeah. And you know, your journey, yeah. you know what you want your life to look like. So you find the people that align with it. And, and I remember my grandmother said one time that when you're, and I'm sure she's not the person who coined this phrase, but she yes. told it to me. And that is that as you get older, you'll find that you can count your true friends on one hand. And I yes. 100% find that to be true. Like 100%. Die, yeah. Now, tons of people I love spending time with, hanging with, yes. you know, traveling with, yes. exercising with, whatever, having lunch with. But my rider dies, my people I could call at two in the morning and say, I need you. Right I need here. you. Yeah. I have the same um, thing. And one of them is fine. my sister. So, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm an only oh child. So I had to really cultivate. Yeah. Them. You're like, I needed them. I love it. So I'm so grateful for all these things that we've, I think that it's going to be such an inspiration and also a sigh of relief because I think we feel very alone sometimes on this journey and, you know, that people are so far ahead of us and I can't possibly t- talk to somebody like Bonnie because she's already way up here on the path and I'm way down here and you know we're not relatable and it's like I think what I hope that people get the most out of our conversation is to open up communication and to ask for guidance ask for help because everybody was a first timer sometime yeah and everyone had a first day yeah everybody went to their very first exercise class Everybody laced up their running shoes for the first time. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like my thousandth time is my first time, you know, (laughs) so it's, it's definitely, um, humbling, but I also think that it is so, um, important that we stay connected. We keep this dialogue open, keep conversation open and that, um, really, I'm hoping to sort of like bridge this gap between, I think there's so much, like you said, wisdom, because I don't consider you old, you're older, you know? And so it's nice to be able to, yeah, hell no. So it's nice though that I'm like, but it's inspirational to know 
that women are still taking care of themselves, supporting one another and living their best freaking life, you know? And there's one takeaway. This would be it is that you are in charge of you. Yes. Just because you've gone through menopause does not mean you have to gain weight. It does not mean that you have to slow your roll. It does not mean that you have to start wearing orthopedic shoes just because you turned 50. Just because you've gained baby weight does not mean you are never going to be in a bikini again. Just because you have never run a day in your life does not mean you may not one day cross a marathon finish line. Okay. There, there are no rules. Yes. There are no rules except the ones you make and the ones you, the limitations you put on yourself. Yeah. You know, you do not have to look a certain way to be fit. You do not have to subscribe to what society says you can and cannot wear. Be you. Yes. What makes you live your best life and feel your best? And if you are hurting no one else, then by God, go do and it. Do Set it. Those crazy goals and go get them and laugh all <laughs> totally. the way there. Totally. And then reach so, around behind you and grab the girl behind you and say, come on. Say, come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. Totally. So what's next for you? Because I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. You've already done this much in this amount or this much in this amount of time. So I can't wait to see what this next phase brings for you. Hopefully some rest. No, uh, right. (laughs) I do. I do want to knock out one more half Ironman. Um, so I'm looking at 2022 for that. Where are you thinking? Where do you know? yet? uh, In Waco again. I either. Okay. Maybe, maybe Chattanooga. They have a really pretty one and I'm trying to talk my youngest son into doing it with me. Um, so awesome. and he lives in Chattanooga, so that's an option. Um, and then journalistically, I'm working on something that I'm hoping, hoping, hoping to bring to life in 2022, um, that I can't really t- say yet, but it's, um, something I've always wanted to do. It's really exciting and, and I'm hoping to see it sort of come to fruition. We'll see. I don't want yeah, to well, if there's, if there's anything I've learned, it's whatever Bonnie puts her mind to, we're going to do it, baby. <laughs> we're going to do it. I'm we're looking out for it in 20. Yeah. We're going to look out for it in 2022. I'm like, Oh yeah. See, it was, it was premeditated on this podcast. There it was. We put it out. You called your you guys, shot. I love seeing this generation of women that are coming up behind me because it's really exciting to me to see the resources that are available to you all and what you guys are doing with them. You know, even when I was coming up, there were not as many options for, like when I was creating my own journalism career, I was one of very few people who did that in my, in my group. Um, women today are realizing we can design our lives and your generation is really taking that bull by the horns. And y'all are like, this is what my life is going to look like. This is what my job is going to look like. This is how I'm going to work for you. Better yet, this is how I'm going to work for me. Yes. Y'all are killing it. It's talking, yeah. Talking about no rules. I was just like that's my number one thing. It's like, these are my rules. I'm playing my game, my life. You. Yeah, <laughs> no and, one's going to like this with your, your age bracket. And I love it. Yeah. I think we, you know, we got to do it. And I tell my mom the same thing, you know, she, she's so good at jewelry and all her stuff. She always wants to design. I'm like, mom, you're not too old. Yeah. Do, do your it. thing. No one's asking you to quit your whole life and just be a right. jewelry designer, but just start designing some jewelry, put it out there. You're good exactly. at it. <laughs> what happens. What do, I always tell my, my writers when we're cycling and I'm like, okay, turn the resistance up or grab a heavier weight. What is the worst thing that's going to happen? You're going to put it down and you're going to get a lighter yeah. one. So what? You did two reps with a heavier one. You did 10 seconds at a heavier resistance. Who cares if you dialed it back down? Totally. Nobody. You tried. You showed you up. Tried. You went a yeah. little further than you thought you could. I love it. So where can Bean Babes listening find you? Because I know they're going to be like, I, I need this woman in my life. 
Oh, you're sweet. Okay. So my website, I had, how sad is I had to write this down? Cause you know, the one thing, there's one thing you can't control about your fifties and that's that you forget your own website. Forget your memories. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. So what is it? What is it? So my website is b-fit.sa awesome. and my Instagram is b.fit underscore sa. And I'll put all that in the show notes too. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll put it all, they can just click it. So I'm so excited. (laughs) And before we finish, I have a quick lightning round. So I love just one word answers or however quick word. It doesn't have to be one word. It can be a couple words, but whatever comes to mind first, 11 questions, because it's my lucky number. So here we go. Okay. A beam babe is, hold on. I didn't hear you say it again. Curious. Curious. Oh, I love that. Favorite song that always makes you dance? Too many to name. Gaga. Anything Gaga gets me going. Always. Um, currently reading. Uh, uh, the Joy of Missing Out. Oh, I'm going to have to check that one out. Missing I haven't heard out. of that yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Be Maeve that inspires you. You and so many to Thank name, you. but a lot of them in your age group coming up and, and, and designing this lifestyle. So you Thank and you. all your peers killing it. Back at you. Last thing that made you feel grateful. Opening my eyes today. Yay. Yeah. That's <laughs> always a good thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, always a good one more thing. day. Yeah. One more day today. Right. <laughs> when are you most inspired? In nature, being outside. Uh, preferably near a body of water. Beach. Yeah. What, what always makes you laugh? Yeah. My best friend. She can make awesome. me laugh like no one else. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite meal or food? Chocolate. You're like, I already told you that one. No earlier. brainer. Chocolate. <laughs> if you could raid anyone's closet, who would it be? Toss up between Carrie Bradshaw from Sex and the City and Gwyneth. Yes. Oh, both so good. Right. So good. I'm like different, but good. The other day I had something on that was so Carrie and I was just like, ah, I'm living my best life right now. Right? This is so good. I'm embodying Carrie Bradshaw. Always, always the best. <laughs> what is your guilty pleasure besides eating chocolate? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know if it's a guilty pleasure, but it's definitely a ritual. Um, I do a bubble bath every single night and I read in the tub. I love it. You know, it's so funny. I am like a huge, we, I actually only have a bathtub. It's got one of those things, but I am like yeah. the bathtub queen and people oh, think yeah. it's so weird. They're like, you're an adult yeah. and you still like taking baths. I'm like, uh, every night I live for it. Every night. And, <laughs> and don't lastly, bother me unless somebody's bleeding. Yeah. Like I, yeah. the door is locked for a reason. Yeah. Stay out. <laughs> exactly. And lastly, what always makes you beam? My kids, my family. Love it. Yeah. I can't believe how old they are. It's pretty crazy. Oh, I'm like, I remember when they were like baby babies. I know. It was yesterday. yesterday. I remember when so you crazy. were a baby baby. I know. I know. I was like younger than your kids now. It's crazy. <laughs> so well, I'm you so. You are killing it. I'm so you too. proud of you. I am so grateful for all your time and just sharing your wisdom and, you know, inspiring more women to push past their limits and to know that, just because they didn't do it today doesn't mean that they won't right. do it tomorrow. So exactly. I am so grateful. Thank you so much. And I hope Thank you have you a wonderful rest me. of your this day. So much fun. You too. All right. Bye girl. Bye. You are the best bean babe. Thanks for listening to my podcast. 
If you love this episode, it would mean so much if you would share it with another Beam Babe or post it on social and tag me at The Beam Life so I can tell you thank you for helping me share the mission. You can also send me a text, yes, a real text, to 323-673-2709 where we can connect outside of the podcast. You can either chat with me one-on-one or just receive the weekly text I send to beam you up throughout your week. Anyways, it's been fun as always, and I'm honored to be a part of your journey. Until next time, keep beaming, babe.